Hi, it's Peter Vesey. You're listening to Double Clutch Podcast. Don't believe anything these guys say. Maybe it's an English-American thing. It was not an English-American thing. In London is NBA. In Africa is NBA. In China is NBA. In For real, the NBA, the Nationwide Basketball. National Basketball Association. I'm not going to tell you again, okay? National Basketball Association. Okay, thank you. In your opinion. So... It's a fact. Have a growing fan base who of basketball fans and, and an enormously passionate sports culture here in Britain as well. How much passion is there really for the NBA over here? It has a huge global following, right? right. Or at least it's done pretty well in China, but it's struggled to make an impact in the UK. You sound skeptical. <laughs> um, well, you see, because we're soccer fans, I right. shouldn't say that. I'll get smacked for saying that. But football fans here. We, in the we UK. call it football, okay. but. Um, I make springs. It doesn't have any springs in it. Why does it bounce then? It's air. There's air in the ball. Well, there's air in the swimmer. How come the swimmer ain't bouncing? Yo, man, don't play ahead, yo. Just because I was from the UK. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Double Clutch podcast. Today I am joined by the only good thing to ever come out of Norwich, Mr. Matt. <laughs> Mr. Matt Smash. Hello and... Uh... How are you doing? Ser- seriously, you don't like Coleman's mustard or the Thomas the Tank Engine books or kettle crisps? Uh, oh, I'll give you Thomas the Tank Engine, but I'm not letting you have the mustard. How are you doing, Matt? I'm not bad, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's, uh, we're nearly at the weekend, so uh, enjoying university life still. Uh, slightly, apart from the uh, having no money, no no sleep, a lot of work. It's, it's going okay. Um, we'll. we'll uh, Move on to the past week in the NBA now, and uh, I think uh, we record. Obviously, you and uh, Bates recorded last week, and since then, since then, quite a lot's happened, and there's been some talking points. I mean, we'll go straight back. Sorry to go go so far back, but when when we're doing these things weekly, you have to kind of look back. Well, we recorded two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the 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 night that was after, and it. I mean, the Rockets turned up drunk to a game, as Matt Moore from CBS Sports said. The um, <laughs> the Lakers beat the Rockets, and it, it was it was crazy if you watched the game because, I mean, Steve Blake hit a game winner, and <laughs> people were calling the White Mamba. And did you did you catch this game or did you see that game winner? It was it was pretty crazy. Well, this 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 is where my league pass annoyed me. So I had a rant on our Twitter feed the other day about league pass. You probably saw it, um, but. Yeah, I, I turned on the next day to obviously watch this game. Was was hyped up to watch it, but that was the night we recorded with Peter Vesey, so we were up until about one in the morning, and uh, I went. We went to bed obviously, so I got up early expecting to watch uh, Dwight Howard and his uh, his his next his, his return game against the Lakers, and I hit I switched to full game on your iPad app or whatever it is you're watching your your league pass on, and I got the last like I got the fourth quarter. I didn't get I didn't get any of the first, any of the second, any of the third. So I literally got like a twenty minute fourth quarter and that was it. And that was the full game, which made no mm. sense. And then I click then I watched condensed game and I got everything in the space of about fifteen minutes, which was which is alright. But no, um an interesting game for the Lakers, six players in double figures, which you don't see often in a basketball game. But James Harden went off on one just, you know, 35 points, nine nine, reba- uh, nine rebounds, and five assists. Just that, that's an incredible stat line for a player on a losing team. But no, it, it was sweet to see uh, the game winner go in over the top of Dwight Howard because he uh, he was forlorn in his attempt to block it. He couldn't really do much. But 
No, a, a good game. I think Xavier Henry was pretty poor that night. He was really inefficient. And Pau Gasol was just... Well, he, he wasn't present. He, I think he had two points as a whole game and he just didn't really you know, make an impact. And Dwight Howard, I got him in my fantasy team. He's, re- he's returning to form this season. He's been, he's been superb so far this year. And I think he grabbed another 14 boards in that game as well. So he's, he's still got it. And um, if I was a Houston Rockets fan, I wouldn't be worried too much because it's early in the season. I still think they've got one of the top teams in the Western Conference. No, I agree. And uh, I think it's a little early, early to worry, but... I mean, there's got to be some slight concerns there in the fact that uh, they're not playing great at the moment. And I mean, they're five and four. They lost again. They lost again last night to your sixes they in did. overtime. I mean, they were without James Harden, but you'd still expect that that roster to go there and win. And I think, as well as much as the James Anderson game tying three at the end uh, to send it to overtime was, was brilliant, the moment of the match for me has to be Spencer Hawes. Dunking over Dwight Howard of the putback, <laughs> some say that Dwight Howard is actually the Black Spencer Hawes. So, um, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame member <laughs> Spencer Hawes. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> only, only on the double clutch. Um, no, I mean, I think it's going to take Houston some time to figure things out. It's always kind of happens. We saw when Miami brought their uh, trio of stars together. It, it took a little bit of time, and um, I, I think it will Houston, and they're quite. Non- nonchalant players really I mean Dwight Howard's not known for being the most intense and he, he doesn't always take a game seriously so yeah they're very laid back <laughs> yeah I mean whether that whether that hinders them or, or, or helps them it remains to be seen but uh, I don't think you- that's, that's why Harden worked so well when he was in Oklahoma because Kevin Durant was the killer and Russell Westbrook and him were sort of the the playboy guys I mean that you've got it in, in Los Angeles with the Clippers as well you've got DeAndre and Blake are the, they're the guys who like to mess around a lot and then you've got the, the stone cold killer that is Chris Paul so I don't know I think they are missing that third key I don't think Jeremy Lin is quite capable of doing it it'll be interesting to see what they do with Omar Sheik during the season but no I think I think there was a stat that said they're, they're more they're, they're better off when they've got either one or the other yeah. on the court instead of playing Dwight at power forward yeah they, they, it just seems like they're putting both of the them on the floor at the start to kind of appease both of them. Whereas yeah. I think they would be better off playing Dwight at the centre, bringing Ashik off the bench. But then Ashik's kind of too good now to be a backup. You've got to look at moving him. And I know Andy will uh, moan at me for bringing up a trade again, but I just think you've got to trade Ashik. And uh, that, that'll be one that will, that will happen before the deadline. Another Western Conference team I'll bring up here for me that's uh, really surprised me. I know you, you, we talked about it previously, but the Phoenix Suns, man. Yeah, what's going on in uh, downtown Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play downtown, who, who cares? Because they're, they're currently 5-3. and three. Last night they suffered a, uh, a loss. It's, it's the New Jersey, man. It's the New Jerseys. <laughs> it's Eric Bledsoe, because this man, he averages the uh, most points in the fourth quarter of any player in the NBA. Um, and he is looking brilliant. I mean, I when, when he got traded there, I thought, you know, that's a good move. Eric Bledsoe's a good player, but I, I didn't expect to see this. This, this guy is looking starting caliber. And I, I know the Phoenix Suns were, were down there with the Sixers in terms of uh, preseason predictions, but wow. I mean, you've got uh, Markeith Morris is looking fantastic. Last week, he won Western Conference Player of the Week, for, for crying out loud. Markeith Morris. Um, <laughs> Goran Dragic is, is another quality player. They're, they're really not as bad, and I think you wanted to bring up Joe Green. Into the clutches of Green, he's off to the races! Oh, 
Gerald Green's up and out of the gym. I, I think he got a little bit bored playing this uh, Pelicans team because there wasn't there wasn't much of a contest towards the end of the game. So he started throwing. He threw down one tomahawk dunk, which I believe was a really early on in the first quarter. And then towards the end of the game, he threw down this awesome windmill off a, off a steal. And it's kind of just summed up Phoenix's start to the season in those two Gerald Green plays. I mean, it's kind of explosive and shocking and the same, same vein. They've just been so against what everyone expected them to be. I mean, I didn't, I think I had them as like the worst, the, the worst or second worst team in the Western Conference. And they're currently sitting in the sixth seed, which is a playoff spot. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still early. I, I do expect them to fall outside of the playoffs, but I think for me, Jeff Hornacek's done a great job so far, and he looks. The thing with, with them is that they're they're laying foundations there, and they're really young and they're really talented. Yeah. So they're, ta- they're just, taking good shots. They're yeah. taking three pointers. They're driving to the rim. They're not settling for long twos. And I, I like what they're doing. It's, it's very similar to the Philadelphia 76ers The start of the season has been really odd because all the teams that everyone wrote off, you know, all the, the teams that were so they're apparently tanking for Wiggins or Jabari Parker or whoever, uh, have. Played, you know, played well. Like you've got Apart Philly, from Utah. You've, yeah, you've got Philly who had that great start, and then you've got teams like Phoenix and um, Houston or whatever in the Western Conference, and even Boston. I mean, Boston are still fighting in and out. I mean, we said during our Eastern Conference preview that we wouldn't be surprised if Boston were in and in and out of that playoff battle all year because I think with the new coach they've got, they've really got someone special, and, and Boston are going to stick with him. They won't, you know. They're not the team to sort of chuck managers, uh, chuck head coaches out left, right, and centre. Sorry, I went really English then. <laughs> no, I agree. And uh, I mean, an interesting stat for me is that there's only three teams in the uh, East that are actually over 500. That's uh, Indiana Pacers, title contender. Miami Heat, title contender. Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Just. <laughs> but then in the West, you've got. No, this is a, this. The West you've got nine teams over five hundred, but you've got the San Antonio Spurs at eight and one, and no one's brought it up. <laughs> well, we know we know how we know how good the Western Conference is. It's been it's been like this for for almost a, a decade now. It's it's where the the stars like to play, and the, the Eastern Conference has got stronger this year. But yeah, that, there's too many good teams in the Western Conference. That's why picking a top. Picking the top eight in the Western Conference is so so difficult. It's it's not even. But like funny. the Spurs, are eight and one, and it, it feels like, like I, we probably say this every year, but it feels like no one's talking about them. Can't, That's because we're used to it. Um, they, just, they just they fly under the radar, and then they just shock everyone in the playoffs. They're just you know, and, uh, they're like Andy. They're they're silent and deadly. But in, in terms of the Eastern Conference, you said that it's got stronger this off season. But the teams we all expected to kind of. Um, build and come into like 8th or 7th seed like the Clevelands and Washington uh, Brooklyn Detroit they don't look good um, like Cleveland look really 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 bad on offence um, uh, Kyrie Irving like as much I, I love the kid he's got to start playing better he just does and no one else is mm. helping him there the teams look once if you stop Kyrie Irving you kind of stop the Cavs you're not getting anything more than 20 minutes out of Bynum. Uh, Anderson Varejao's not really an offensive player. Jarrett Jack. Well, Dion Waiters is supposed to have had this breakout year, and he hasn't shown any signs of that so far. Still, whereas you go, yeah, he can't. He, he doesn't. His shot selection is so poor. Yeah, whereas you go and look at other players who are so you know supposed to be having these breakout years. You look at the likes of. You know, Andre Drummond's been pretty efficient for for Detroit, and um, Anthony Davis has just oh, been phenomenal for the Pelicans. I mean, 
seriously, like, I'm so glad I took him on fancy team because he's just blowing up, blowing up the league every night. And like, I think Lillard, Lillard for me is going a little bit under the radar in terms of he was good last year, like surprisingly, but this year has been even better. He's just he's just been so more polished, so much more polished. This Portland team are really good. Are. People just don't talk about them because they're not in the largest of markets and they've renamed their arena. You know, they're six and two, and they they've. They've got a better record than OKC at the moment, and, and it's early on. But they have got a seri- they've got a really talented team, and they fixed all of their problems during the off season. No, they have. And they they they've got. I mean, I was talking to Joe on Twitter earlier on, just to go off on a tangent here. But he was talking about um, all the the Lakers fans going crazy about possible trades for you know the likes of Kevin Love or whoever. I mean, as as fantastical as you want to be that there's always a possibility the Lakers could get anyone but Minnesota I mean they're, they're looking great Kevin Love's been standout for him and he's he's going to be an asset for him if, if it comes to a point if they don't make the playoffs and I think they will make the playoffs but the problem is they have what Portland had last year I don't think they have a bench that can drag them through the uh, the you know the, the semi-finals and into the conference finals I don't think they're they're capable of getting any further than the, the first round and Portland now have strengthened and added these players that are going to you know Robin Lopez has been superb for them they finally have a decent centre they all bring decent production off the bench and that's what you need in this league that's why San Antonio and Indiana are, are storming the league the way they are at the moment because they've got quality all over the team how, how about those Timberwolves I mean they uh, blew out that the uh, Thunder obviously <laughs> they, they beat Cleveland last night I mean Kevin Love Whatever way you want to look at it, if the season ended today, he'd be the MVP. They beat they beat Cleveland with Big Andy Duncan present. Yeah, if if, if the uh, league ended today, Kevin Love would be the MVP. <laughs> that, that's how crazy this has been. He just he he is just crazily good. Like thirty three points, eight rebounds, six assists last night. You could you could you could not convince me that there's a better power forward in basketball. You couldn't. We could sit here for hours and you could still not convince me there's a better power forward at the moment. 27 points, 14.2 rebounds. He's shooting 35% for free, almost 50% from the field. And for me, his passing's just looking so good as well. 5.1 assists. That's up from 2.3. Man, the, the, if this team can stay healthy, Ricky Rubio is one of the best defensive point guards in the league. His shooting, it's improving. You've got Kevin. I still think they're over. They're overly reliant on Kevin Love and Rubio. Well, the thing is, Kevin Martin's playing out of his skin. Uh, you got <laughs> yeah, but we we said he was playing alright last year. Then look what after the playoffs came. <laughs> You're right, but I mean, Corey Brewer looks a lovely pickup. Um, this, He's always been fairly underrated. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And you have got Nikola Pekovic, who you know what you get. He's a beast. He's very consistent, isn't he? He's not. He's never going to like. I'm amazed he wasn't sought after during this off season because yeah. obviously they re-signed yeah. him and nobody nobody went for him. Yet there's so many teams in either conference that could do with a a, a quality centre. And if he's a an, if he's a lower you know a lower level team that he plays for I don't know a Washington or whoever, I think he'd be a real star in in a, in a lineup like that. Oh yeah, I think, no, you you raise a good point with Washington. They, I'm surprised they didn't actually go for. Him. I, I I guess the, the 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 feeling around the league was that. Um, Oh, whatever we do, they'll match it anyway. But even if so, yeah. even so, you make Minnesota pay more, didn't you? Like just throw an offer out there. Yeah, just to test the water a little bit. Yeah, but um, no, the the Timberwolves have been for me. I think they can go. I think they can. I don't even think eight seed is where they should be looking. I think they can get sick for sick for even mm. maybe fifth. Uh, I think they're they're that good of a team. That and 
they're just so fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> they blew out the Lakers. I don't know if you caught it, but they were fantastic. And uh, no, I mean this team is this team's really fun, and they they would have been fun last year if they would have stayed healthy. Um, I mean, a, a team obviously we're going to talk about them now is the Indiana Pacers. So, so at the moment we talk about good teams. Oh, the Pacers just—they—they're they, really—they—they—they're they, pissed so off. Is the word to put it? <laughs> so confident as well. Boy, Hibbert is—it's just a big man. <laughs> He's just a big man. I think he might be the biggest man in the world. He, he just <laughs> like you. This—he—he's the best center in the basketball moment. Sorry, but you're, you're picking on the obvious Pacer there. What about Lance Stevenson? Oh, most improved player of the year candidate. Definitely. Easily. Yeah. And Louis Scola brings what we thought he'd bring. He's just been, you know, phenomenal off the bench for the Pacers. And Paul George has just continued this upward upward climb, basically. And they look <laughs> so good. Matt, they still don't have Danny Granger. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. Danny Granger was a superstar on this team before all these guys turned up. And they've all turned up and sort of taken over the, the rodeo. While he's been away, and they don't really—they—they're they, they're struggling to fit him in. They're going to be—they're going to be crazy good. Um, another team that's impressed me has been surprisingly the Charlotte Bobcats. I, I really don't think—I think they've been quite good. Uh, I think Kemba Walker looks really good. Uh, Al Jefferson played last Thursday for the first time. Cody Zeller's looked pretty solid. I mean, Kid Gilchrist is—is is limited in terms of what you can do offensively. But he, he's he's an ever improving player and he's he's a talent in this league. So I mean, I like kind of like what the Charlotte Bobcats are doing. Um, is there any is there any other teams that are that are impressing for you that you want to you want to touch on? I mean, Golden State maybe. Or? Well, uh, Golden State haven't been as amazing as well. They, they've started the season five and three, uh, but the game the games they've won at home, I think they've gone like twenty nine points up, and then the other teams just haven't been able to catch them. So I think. Th- at the Oracle Arena, they're just going to have such an advantage with that crowd behind them all season. Um, Dallas, for me, they look really good. Genuinely, they look a they look a playoff threat. When mm. I no, yeah. completely wrote them off, Monte Ellis. As much as you hate the guy, has been I phenomenal. No, I don't hate him. I, I just think he's got he's got a lot of talent. If he just put it together well, and he's doing it, he's doing it now. They're four and at home. Yeah, and it's one of the best places in the, from what we've heard from everybody. You know, it's one of the best atmospheres and places to go and play in the NBA. So they're obviously making it a fortress, which is what these teams need to do. And Vince Carter's still providing them decent production mm. off the bench, and he's going for sixth man of the year this year. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But he might quit. You know, on, uh, he might quit on them when he gets to the quarantine. <laughs> Dirk just keeps on giving. I oh, mean, he is the German gift that keeps on giving every year. No, he is. He he. Oh, I, Dirk Nowitzki will forever be underrated. Um, yeah. He's just, just so good. He, 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 oh, I, I don't think there's many power forwards that have ever been better than him. There's not many. No, he's he's a standout one from our sort of the past. He's the two, best best Euro three. player. Best Euro. Oh yeah, easily. I think without doubt. I don't think it's even close. No, right. <laughs> um, but for me, I think, and I'm going to say it, the, the Lakers have shocked me. They're doing okay. They're not as great as <laughs> they're not as great as they could be, but they're 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 pulling out wins when they need to and they're just scrapping which is which is nice to see I think they've finally got some athleticism on that team so they can actually run the court and that's what they've been doing Xavier Henry had a great night the other night with that dunk that he threw down um, but no the Lakers have been okay 
New Orleans have been kind of disappointing for me. Oh, I think yeah. they they've got so much to so they've got so much talent in that team, and Anthony Davis is all carrying them at the moment. And you know they're they're three and six at the moment, which is pretty poor. Uh, another one for me in the Eastern Conference would be Detroit. Yeah. I mean, despite the acquisitions of Josh Smith and crew, they've not been great. And I know Brandon Jennings hasn't played at all. I don't He's think played a little bit. Played one game or two, or two, but they they've not been great. And Washington have just been, you know, completely opposite. They always of what start poor, don't they? Oh yeah, we'll talk about teams that have, have disappointed. And apart from the ones you've mentioned, I'm I'm worried about these Nets. I really am. Um, they're two and five. The Nets are two and five. They got they were blown out the building yesterday by the Kings. Um, they they, <laughs> oh, they just don't look good. Like Garnett looks awful. Deron Williams looks like the poor Deron Williams of the start of last year. Joe Johnson is okay. Kirilenko's providing decent off the bench. Paul Pierce looks way too old. Brooklyn Lopez is is a very big man, and he's he's the he's the only bright light I can really see. Uh, this team, we're gonna have to piece it together. I know it will take time, but the clock is ticking, man. Kevin Garnett's only getting older. <laughs> um, well, the the Celtics obviously knew that what they were doing when they made the trade. They're, they're yep. not idiots. The, the people behind the back office in Boston are not idiots. They know what they're doing. So, you know, they must have seen stuff. They must have seen the decline of these these guys coming. Well, so, you didn't even have to be a genius. You could have just watched the playoffs last year. <laughs> Garnett was terrible. Um, no, look, the, the record. Uh, I think. Um, Ethan, Ethan Sarasharas has been a big advocate of this. If you look at the players that have been, uh, the big men that have been traded as the sage of Ghana, it's, it's not it's not exactly a, a list of riches after that because once you get traded when you're 37, or you, you, you're not you're not going to be a good player. And the team I want to touch on that they look they've looked better uh, as of late, but the Chicago Bulls do worry me slightly because of the lack of performance from Rose, or uh, because yeah. of the general fact that they can't score if he isn't on the court. <laughs> oh, we, I don't think Rose elevates this team to like. See, see, they were a decent team last year. I don't think Derek Rose coming off an ACL adds twenty wins to them. No, I think I think they lose wins because they got rid of Nate Robinson. Oh, we, we, we'll disagree on that. Nate Robinson yesterday, I was watching a bit of the Nuggets Lakers. And like they passed it to Nate, there's like time on the shot clock, and he just throws up a brick. He's about three feet outside the three-point line. Like I, he always does that. It's, it's like um, sorry to go off on a tangent, but like, save for me growing up as a as a basketball fan, I I would have if I if I was myself like how I think about the game now back then, I don't think I'd have liked Alan Iverson's game to be honest. Like um. I'm not. And now I'm not a big fan of of the of the Gunners and the guys that put up inefficient stats. You Carmelo and <laughs> Carmelo's and Nate Robs. I like you're getting too analytical. Um, That's your problem. Well, obviously there's some value in scoring, man. But Alan Iverson won a, was an MVP off shooting like forty percent. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. LeBron James shot sixty percent last year. Oh, oh. anyway, that, that's my that's my tangent for today. Um, they're not. They're not getting a lot of production. Is the problem with the Bulls? I mean, they they just don't seem to have anything when Rose isn't on that court. And you know, Mike Dunleavy's been a nice shining light for them because he's been. Well, he started off. He's been he's, he's been hitting that three for them recently, yeah. which is something that they need. But I don't know. They're an interesting team. I still think they're kind of weighed down by the Boozer the Boozer contract. They don't really know what to do. And 
Deng and Butler are just sitting there and they don't know whether they're trading them, keeping them, you know. It's a weird fit. Waving, waving them. They don't really know what to do. I mean, if they can bring in another scorer, I mean, I don't know, I'd throw out there, like the likes of Lou Williams or something. I mean, I know he's coming off an ACL in Atlanta, but he, at least he mm-hmm. would bring it, bring in, you know, a, a confident shooting guard who can score the ball and, you know, he can win you a game. He can. He's proved it in Atlanta. He's been great for years. So. Another one I'll throw out. I don't know. They, 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 pardon? I'll throw out this one. Evan Turner. Yeah, I mean, Evan even Turner. someone like Mon- Monte Ellis would have made this team so much better than they are at the moment. Yeah, you think playing the way got, he's playing at the moment. You've got um, the the GM there that's, and I mean the owner there that doesn't doesn't like to pay the luxury tax, and I don't think mm. they'd have afforded Monte Ellis' contract. What about what about a hometown kid um, Evan Turner? Well, uh, the Sixers are obviously open to trading anyone, so he could come off the bench. You know, is that kind of scorer? He's proved this year he he looks a lot better and uh, I think Evan Turner could be a fit in OKC as well. I think OKC as much as they they they've, they're five and two now that there's not much to worry about now Russ is back. I still think mm-hmm. they're a scorer like uh, they they don't have that third kind of option that you need like the- yeah they still lack that killer edge from the bench which is what. That you know, Miami Heat, the championship team, the, the defending champs, they've got Ray Allen. They've got guy. They've got guys who yeah. can hit it down all over the bench. And despite their age, they're still you know they may play five or six minutes a game, but that's fine for them mm-hmm. at the age they are. And they still you know come up with efficient numbers. And yeah, the Bulls just lack that. I mean, I think they're too they're too heavy in the front court. They've got so many forwards on and centers on that team. It's ridiculous. Like roster wise, I just think it's dominated by them. They need. A, I think they need another. They need another guard who can score the ball, and you know it'll be interesting to see if they do make any trades. Because if Deng goes somewhere, I think he'll be quite a big asset for a lot of teams. I mean, so many teams looking for a decent small forward, and we know he's capable of playing at the highest level. I mean, he's played Olympic games and you know two all stars, conference playoffs, all kinds of things. He's a so quality he's player. He's, he's one of yeah. You know, He's one of the most underrated players in the NBA for me. Like, well, I, th- I think Noah's been really poor so far this season. He's averaging like seven point seven points and nine point five rebounds a game, which is not, you know, huge from him. I mean, he was a decent offensive weapon last year, so they need to use him a bit more. And Derek Rose for me is taking it too much upon himself. Mm-hmm. He seems to forget. He seems to be forgetting that this team made the playoffs last year without him. You know, they made the second round of the playoffs, and uh, yeah, they did get beaten by Miami eventually, but. They did well enough without him on the court, and he's just he's throwing up shots that he shouldn't be taking. And he told us he'd improve from the three point line, but I don't think anyone's seen any noticeable improvement so far. No, he's actually shooting twenty five percent from the three point line, which is probably worse than two thousand and ten. I think. Yeah, no, he is. It's the second. It's the worst since his rookie year, <laughs> <laughs> and he's attending four of them a game, which is. Uh... He's bad on two K, man. He's bound to be bad this year. <laughs> um. Well, it's funny that he was on the 2K cover and he didn't actually play a game in the whole season, did he? <laughs> oh, God, don't start that whole 2K curse thing. You'll be <laughs> sued left, right and centre. Um, no, he he does not look amazing. He's shooting 33% from the field. Oh, it's not good for D-Rose at the moment. I mean, I... His his game is under the basket, and when he's done that, he's been all right. The game winner he hit against the Knicks in like week one, you know, that was that was a classic Derrick Rose play. But he doesn't seem to be taking that into account. He's, he's forcing things too much. To, yeah, he's forcing too much. It's just not going for him. So he needs to he needs to listen and uh, and stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you mentioned there about trading, whatever. Um, it was obviously it, it broke out yesterday that uh, the Knicks uh, offered. 
Iman Shumpert for Kenneth Reed in what was a crazy deal. The Denver Nuggets are uh, hoping they wanted a, a draft pick in there. Obviously, the Knicks, <laughs> Knicks trade away all their draft picks. Um, <laughs> so they didn't actually have one to give. For me, I mean, a lot of people have said, oh, Kenneth Reed's uh, a bit better at the moment. But <laughs> seriously, Kenneth Reed, how is he ever going to be a better player? Like, Better playing than Shump, and how is he good for this? I just think he brings a. I think New York want energy. The Madison Square Garden feeds off energy. If you've been watching, and I hate to bash on him again because he gets oh, bashed no, on no, every don't podcast. Talk about this. Andre Barniardi. Are we going to talk about that stupid league pass advert? No, no, no. no, no. I've, I've had I had my rant with Bates about the league pass advert. <laughs> I don't need to go any further. But uh, <laughs> seriously, like the crowd get on his back, and then he goes and plays well, and he goes and plays badly. And Madison Square Garden is like that. It's one minute it's if it's for you, and next minute it's against you. And I think that you know someone like Farid would bring an energy into the building that they need. And I think he'd he'd be alright, you know, paired with uh, Carmelo Anthony because they they're both quite pacey. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing, and obviously that Amare's looked awful, so it, it it makes sense to bring in someone a lot younger. But they've still got that contract to get rid of until they sort out the Amare problem. They they can't really do anything. New York. I'm sorry, but thing with with New York, the, the, the way they play, Kenneferi just doesn't fit. He this team wants he can't shoot the three. <laughs> he can't shoot a three. He can't play center, so he's too small to play center. Uh, Carmelo's best at power forward. Uh, he rebounds well. That's the only thing that they they lack and that he, he brings. He's not got the length which they need. He uh, he he's best in transition, and do not play any transition basketball. I just I just I don't see the fit. And if this is something which they the the, the GM would share, have they appointed a new GM yet? I don't think so. But if this is something they go. Oh yeah, we want we want to build around three. This is the style we want. We want a transition style. Well, fair enough, but it doesn't look that way for me. Shumpert, Shumpert can hit a three. He can handle a little bit of a ball in the pick and roll. He's their best perimeter defender. Why are they looking? Why are they so readily looking to ship him out? Iman Shumpert for me is one of the only shining lights for this Knicks team going moving forward. After this season, there's question marks about Carmelo Anthony. Raymond Felton's very old. Pablo Prigioni is very old. Amari <laughs> Stoudemire is there just collecting his checks. You've got Tyson Chandler is very old. You, there, there, there's no, nothing apart from him and Tim Hardaway Jr. who's looked okay. The New York Knicks are crazy if you want to get rid of Amari Schumbert. They're, they're expecting Amari Stoudemire to have this, and I'm going to use like a very, very British analogy here, but they're expecting him to have sort of this Johnny Wilkinson effect where you know Johnny Wilkinson gets all these injuries career possible you know threatening injuries and he comes back and he's still the player he was you know when he hit the World Cup winning drop goal in 2003 and he keeps performing at a, a phenomenal level in European rugby and I think they're expecting something like that with Amari they just keep hanging on and hanging on to these threadbare hopes and he doesn't re- he never he never gives them anything they make such a hype about it all and it's just you know he spends far too much time Instagramming pictures in Iran or wherever it was he was in the summer. Well, just you, you spoke about the uh, drop goal. Just shout out to Tom Reed about that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm sure. he loved that. Um, no, you're right. Oh, yeah, about I, I bet they love that. You're right about Mario. You can't expect. I think the Knicks need to if they if they have a bad season. I think they do need to genuinely be worried about where Melo goes next year. And uh, Walter Fareed, like, well, how? How, is he is he ever going to be an all star? Like, like, what 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 does he do well? He's not if he plays on the Knicks. Like, he would if he was on a lesser team. Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, 
he's he's not very good on offense. Let's be honest. All he can do is really finish dunks. Yeah, he, he he's not great at anything else. Defense, he's a below average defender. Uh, he's very very short as well for a power forward. Like I, I his 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 ceiling is pretty much what we saw last year on a team that runs up and down. I don't think he'd be bad on like the Sixers, for example, uh, or, or or the Suns or something. But oh, the fit is not there. The, he was brilliant last year for Denver. Don't get me wrong, but that's because they had that dribble drive penetration going. And it's not the right fit. And the, the, the Knicks are the Knicks are going to nick. The, the, the Knicks are going to nick. And this is this is just such a typical James Dolan move. And I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow get him. And it would be a stupid move from a stupid owner. Surely this is a freak reaction to the uh, Tyson Chandler injury. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, Free can't even play centre. Yeah, that's what I was then thinking in my head. I mean, what are they going to do? Trade for Farid and then play Farid at centre and well, you can't uh, Mello, Mello at power forward. That just that would be hilarious. Well, Farid's like what? He's barely six for eight, is he? They'd get battered by teams like Houston. You know, you know, teams with big front courts would kill them. The Sixers with that with the with the uh, white Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should trade for Spencer Hall. Oh, everyone should trade for Spencer Hall. Um, no, the Knicks are stupid enough to make that deal. Oh, they are, they are. But um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I've got to move on for the Knicks. But they, they, I mean, the Knicks got a good, luck, good win last night. Just to finish off on them, uh, I thought they, they looked okay in terms of actually getting a, getting a decent win against a good team in, in Atlanta. Who I think if the Knicks were trading for anyone, I think they trade. They should trade for um, is it Mahini of the Pacers? I think he's a really decent backup center, and I think he could come in and play decent starter minutes. I think he averages like ten points a game, and you know, eight eight or nine rebounds. So he, I think he's he'd be a more viable option. But he's not going to leave Indiana when they're playing that well. <laughs> and in, in terms of, I know the money can't work out, but like someone like a, a Sheik would have been perfect. But oh yeah, but you you, you can't because you're you just you've given Amari that stupid contract and. Oh, well, well that's, that's what Peter said. Like, well, you know, Peter Vesey, who we spoke to last week, he said you're either in it to win it. And I think the Knicks tried to throw everything that they, they had during those years where they acquired Melo and um, Amare, and they thought they'd go in it to win it. And they, it just, it's completely backfired in their face. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it'll, be, it'll be the same situation in, you know, in Los Angeles where, say, you know, because the Lakers go and pay Kobe Bryant $120 million or whatever the hell it is. And imagine if he'd been injured for the, the seasons that he'd you know been contracted to. It'd be a completely different situation. And I just think the Knicks are, are suffering from a bit of bad luck, really. Well, you can call it bad luck, but Amari, he played for Phoenix. And everyone knows the wonder of Phoenix's medical staff. Uh, uh, there was a, there, <laughs> Steve Nash yeah, is proof of this. There was a reason that, uh, that he, they couldn't get insurance on his contract. That's the only... That's, they, were, they couldn't get insurance on his contract. So that, that's the only reason that Amari Stoudemire... Still currently playing basketball because if they if they had insurance on that he wouldn't be playing basketball he'd be retired he'd have his feet up. Uh, I'm sorry, but imagine the front court of him and Andrew Bynum. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I think we've nearly covered the league as a whole. In fact, can I just can I just bring up a couple of highlights that no, I've noted sure. down in my jotter? Well, I get the fixture. Uh, right. Yeah, so obviously last week we mentioned the uh, the Lakers and the Rockets played, but there was another big game that night, and we managed to catch a little bit of it, which was the Clippers and the Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat ended up winning at 102 97. And Dwayne Wade, man, go and check out um, the highlights from this game. There's a guy called Kitas on. 
um, YouTube who posts all the game highlights and notable clips and things. And, you know, Dwayne Wade had 29 points that game and he was fantastic. I mean, he looked like, you know, that's the three time champion that we know he is. He threw down a couple of dunks. He was passing like Magic Johnson. It was, it was just fantastic to see Dwayne Wade, you know, a guy who's had so much criticism come out and, uh, and play like that. And then, you know, another notable thing from the last week's worth of games, Jeff Green and that game winner oh. against Miami. Anderson, the big guy on the inbounds pass. Wallace looking, looking. Loops it into Jeff Green. Gets a shot off. Got it! Jeff Green knocks down a three! They'll look at it, and it's the corner away from us. What'd you say about the Celtics hanging in for 48? Gerald Wallace with the pass. Jeff Green with the basket. It's clearly out of his hands. No question about that. I was just wondering where his feet were. They would work. LeBron's leaving the building. Clearly in bounds. Oh, terrific play. Game. Just terrific play. Match. Yeah, that was they. They the cell, and I mentioned the Celtics earlier. They hung on and they hung on for that whole game, and eventually, you know, Jeff Green drained that corner free over LeBron James, and that was it. It was game set and match. Jamal Crawford of the Clippers hit a, a three from beyond the half court at the end of the third quarter against the Timberwolves the other night. Um, Did you see that was the um, scuffle yesterday between Serge Ibaka and uh, Matt? Did Park? he get ejected? Yeah, he got ejected for raising his fist. There's been a lot of ejections this season. No, well, you'll hear the word point of emphasis, I'm sure. That's all we ever hear when the start of the broadcast. But no, Serge Ibaka's dismissal, I thought it was a bit of a joke. He didn't actually, he showed restraint. He didn't He didn't throw, throw a fist. Matt Barnes ran over to him and pushed. He wasn't involved. Matt Barnes objection to the first. Serge Ibaka's not time to go on to lose the game. I think they can blame Matt Barnes has always been a little bit day. Oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, obviously, I mentioned the Xavier Henry dunk. There was another one that was, I think it was JJ Hickson oh, yeah. over the top of um, whoever, someone for Utah, I can't remember his name. But that was a meds. I mean, those two would go down for early dunk of the season awards because they, they just, you know, the one in the Staples Center was immense. The crowd was so high, and Nick Young afterwards just went mental and tried to, you know, follow up with another dunk, but he failed quite epically. Obviously. So I wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if that was on Shaq in the full. And there was another dunk last night. I can't remember who it was, but I tweeted on the account, and it was just hilarious to see. You know that that it's just, that's a straight a Jay Taylor, I think it was. Uh, that's a straight miss dunk going on Shaq in the full this week. I'd not be surprised if uh, if that was on there. Uh, another LeBron James with the the alley oop in the blowout win against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that was last night or the night before. Chalmers with this, you know, Chalmers had broken up the court. He was ahead of James. He, he knew James was behind him, threw it up behind him, and James dunked it in, and it was awesome. I mean, I've, I've, I don't think that's even possible on a video game. It was just great. And uh, l- last but not least, our Twitter follower Damian Lillard synced a lovely game-winning layup against Phoenix last night with 6.5 seconds on the clock. So just a notable shout out to to little Damian Lillard, who's uh, proven his worth over there in Rip City. Yeah, I mean, the the, the defense collapsed on that one. I mean, that was. Uh, yeah. Well, it happened with um, Kyrie Irving and the game winner against Philly the other night as well. Yeah. Like, they just sort of let him go to the rib, and that was it. It was all over. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it was similar to the uh, well, similar in a way to the uh, 
Portsmouth University's uh, win <laughs> first first team's win over the uh, Chichester Univers- Chich- Thunder the other day. Um, Jesus, we really don't do the names well in this country, do we? Well, no, I'll just give, give the Guildford Heat. <laughs> give my uh, lads a little shout out quickly. They uh, they won by one point over Chichester with the uh, drive to the rim. Got fouled, made one or two, and uh, that, that was the game. Uh, no, it's been fun. Did any of Did any of them play like Igudala? Uh, oh, with the old behind the back passes. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately no. not. Good segue though. Yeah, that was Andre Igudala was just immense uh, the other night, just throwing behind the back passes left right center and he threw, he threw one and he messed it up and the commentator crew were like is that the first one he's messed up all season it was like you know the oh, guy he turned, one into, to, turned into Houdini he done one in, in uh, the first game of the season as well didn't he to like Bogo or something uh, he's shooting a career high from the three as well which I don't think is going to last but it shows you just how good that 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 the, the, the team is they, they, if you're playing with players like <laughs> Curry and Thompson they're going to spread the floor out and uh, the, yeah, you just get so what, many okay. so many open looks indeed anyway I've just sort of splattered myself for that tonight we'll we'll, we'll look at the games tonight uh, obviously we've got the Rockets Knicks first it's a TNT doubleheader uh, I don't I don't I don't like this line it's the, the the bookies have got Houston favoured by one and a half points. Um, <laughs> Houston Rockets, eh, in Madison Square Garden. Do we know if James Harden's playing yet? Uh, I bit, No idea. But, I mean, if, Harden, if James Harden's playing, I, I like the Rockets there. But, uh, I mean, Dwight Howard just completely dominate because there's no one on that Knicks team that can handle him. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Rockets there. How, how do you see that one playing out? I'm on the side of if Harden plays, then Houston win it easily. Yep. If not, then I think it'll be a competitive game. Melo's going to keep New York in the game no matter what. And it is in Madison Square Garden, so there's going to be some form of home support there. But yeah, I think Dwight Howard and uh, Omar Sheik are going to have very decent nights tonight yeah. if uh, if they get their way with the uh, the the ball the uh, the terrible defense that is in the the paint for the Knicks. That they're not great, and they have they don't have any size, and they they the Tyson Chandler injury is so devastating for them. Oh, it it's kills just, them, doesn't you know, it? He holds the defense. It's, it's exactly the same situation as the Bulls losing Derrick Rose, you know, a few years, a year ago. It's just, it devastates the team and God knows what their morale must be like right now. I mean, I watched the game last night against the Hawks and yeah, they played well and they've, they, they had quite an easy lead in that game, but still the, the Hawks, uh, you know, came right back at, at them and almost ended up um, winning the game in the end. So, no, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a tough one to choose, but if James Harden plays, then there's only one winner. Yeah. And um, second game of the night is OK, OKC back on national telly again for the, for the second night in a row against the uh, hot fancy Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are favoured by five points there. I like that. I think the Warriors are, are going to win. I, I think... And um, yeah, the Royal Yeah, and you've got OKC coming off that back-to-back. I know they'll be determined and ready to to split their road, road road series so far, but this Warriors team can just run you out of the building. They're just going to hit three after three. It could be it could be it could be anything from from a close game to to a blowout because if this Warriors team open you up, you're you're gone. You, you, they can take a game away from you in a matter of minutes, and I think that's going to happen tonight. Um, unless well, the cl- the, cl- yeah. the Clippers ran the Thunder up and down the court last exactly. night. Exactly, so they're going to be knackered. Yeah, and the Clippers won that game. And very few teams can outrun the Oklahoma City Thunder when they're playing Durant and Westbrook and Reggie Jackson and all you know all those youth, those young legs on that team. So all oh, the, the Derek as, Fishers. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, the, the Derek. You had to throw him in there, didn't you? But Andrew Boger is the key for this game. They, uh, Oklahoma don't have anybody like him, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how uh, how the big Aussie plays. No, yep, and uh, that's 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 today's games. Uh, so it's been a fun, fun, fun look at back of the uh, week, and uh, we'll we'll be back next week uh, as always. Uh, if you want to find us on on Twitter, it's at Double UK. I'm at Frankie underscore Hobbs. Matt, you are at. I'm at Matt Smashed, and our Hall of Fame will be back next week yep. at some point. When we get, we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. I think we're gonna slow down the entries because uh, you don't want it too crowded. Yeah, having like four or five entries a week is getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. No, you're right, and um, but no, we'll be check out the website doubleclockpodcast.co.uk, and um, that's all for now. But um, enjoy, enjoy the games tonight. Enjoy the games over the weekend. We'll be back next week. So uh, for now, see you later. Thanks for the boom shaka Thanks for listening. Tune it up, KD. That sounds good right there. Don't mess this up. Please tell me the camera was on. Special edition Christmas Day uniforms now available.